ships are gonna fall. I'll be, I'll be waggy, waggy one day, you lose it all. And now who's gonna answer to you call when you don't show off on your friends one and all? No, you never gave love. And now you craft love. You never shared your joy. Now you're back to being humble like a little baby boy. Now where were you? They said that you can't be found. But that you were servicing everyone's needs but your own. Did you know that mama longing to see ya? Yeah, she tried every number to reach ya. Your little brother needs cool, but then you were like a fool, never know how to keep your cool. But life can certainly change. Oh, you don't look the same. Yeah, you're back to being simple again. You never can tell where the chips are gonna fall Happy, happy, waggy, waggy, one day you lose it all And now who's gonna answer to you call When you don't show off on your friends one and all Now you never gave love And now you need love You never shared your joy Now you're back to being humble like a little baby boy When it's too late for promises Too late If I were you, I'd stay away from the food Till I got something good, yes But maybe next time you know
to all our listeners around the world logged on to qmzradio.com and janoradio.com of course i have to say good morning to my studio audience courtesy of clubhouse it is friday july 1st tgif we made it it's also feature friday today you're going to be hearing the sounds of barris hammond plus we do have the friday mix summer party series with Mad Libran. Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee and Toll World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, and that's M I Media Moments, on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me, M I underscore media. And subscribe to the YouTube channel, Moments with Me Media. Like, share, comment, and click on that notification bell. Yes, folks, I know many of us are looking forward to the weekend. Hope you don't have to work this weekend. And if you do, I hope you're doing something that you are absolutely passionate about. For many of us here in North America, kids are out of school, so we're extremely happy for that. I know the rest of the world will be joining us soon on the summer break. I'm sure what your plans are. Whatever you choose to do, I hope that you'll be safe with it. Be on high alert. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your families. It is Feature Friday, and we're listening to the beautiful sounds of Barris Hammond. I gotta pull this one back up. Rock away, Barris Hammond. Of course, it is the weekend.
Once again, thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you to all our listeners around the world. Logged on to QMZRadio.com and JohnNoRadio.com. Of course, I have to say good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. And here are the headlines we have coming up for you today. In international news, Biden, U.S. to give $800 million more in military aid to Ukraine. Flights disrupted in France as airport workers strike over pay. Gunmen kidnapped four Chinese workers in central Nigeria. Iran ready for next stage of talks with U.S. on nuclear deal. In news out of North America history, as Katanji Brown Jackson officially joins U.S. top court. Biden endorses filibuster exception to protect U.S. abortion rights. U.S. judges halt abortion bans in Kentucky and Florida. Emmett Till's family demands arrest of accuser after unserved warrant from 1955 is found in courthouse basement. Joe Rogan backs Florida Governor Ron DeSantis as potential presidential candidate. Four dead after truck carrying migrants crashes in Texas. The force of the Supreme Court's right 
turn has shaken the country. In business and tech news, S&P 500 posts worst first half since 1970. In health and science news, Supreme Court limits Biden's power to cut emissions. In sports news, trial of WNBA star Brittany Griner begins today in Russia. And in the Caribbean corner, Jamaican gets five years for scamming elderly Jamaican of nearly U.S. $1 million. And Babsy Grain says reggae music is among Jamaica's most significant gifts to the world. We're also going to talk about the um, paternity slash DNA issue that is taking Jamaica right now. Um, has a lot of people kind of worried. <laughs> Our Latin American story, Biden can end remain in Mexico policy, the U.S. Supreme Court rules. In Believe It or Not stories, alleged threesome between Carnival cruise ship passengers sparks a 60-person brawl. University graduate turns porn star. In entertainment news, Jocelyn Maxwell will have to serve five years of supervised release after serving her 20-year sentence. Babyface to release upcoming album Girls' Night Out featuring Ari Lennox, Queen Nigel, Kalani, LMA, and more. We're going to have the details coming up after the music break, but for now it's a little bit more from the sultry, soulful voice of Barris Van Hammond. I'm so glad, baby. So glad that I love oh, you so I'm glad I can turn you down. I've watched you all these years, holding your head up high, just wanting to be someone. When all the fellows around, they didn't pay you no mind. How could they not look twice? They must have been blind. But I could tell from the start you had love in your heart and you wanted so much to let it go. I'm so glad, baby. So glad that I love oh, you so much. I'm glad I Turn you down I've watched you all these years Holding your head up high Just wanting to be someone When all the fellows around They didn't pay you no mind How could they not look twice They must have been blind But I could tell from the start You had love in your heart and you wanted so much to let it go, baby. You needed the chance to show a little romance. Now the table is turned, they're running you down, baby. Show it all. Show them what you've got for Oh gosh, what a night. I feel good. When you're wrapped up in my arms Dancing to a reggae song Feel good, feel good I feel good Cause your perfume isn't loud And only I can talk about Feel good, feel good You feel like velvet rubbing over my skin 
when your hair dances on the machine Wish we were alone, baby Just the two of us Yes, every move you make Gives me a rush Whoa. Wine some more Show me that love Unconditionally Make believe we're alone Just you and me Take the problems Leave them behind Don't let it show Go baby, go baby, go baby, go baby, go I feel good When you're wrapped up in my arms Dancing to a reggae song Feel good, feel good I feel good Cause your perfume isn't loud That only I can talk about Feel good, feel good Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, what a vibe What a vibe, what a vibe What a night What a night, what a night, yes What a night Oh, you make me so happy, girl. Gotta talk about it, yes. Oh, yeah. Every man wants you, yes. And everyone's talking about it. Hi, hi, yes. I hear it so often, yes. Sometimes it gets old, yes. Thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JohnNoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me, and you're listening to Coffee in Tow, world news on the go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at me media moments and I media moments on Instagram moments with um, let me say that right moments underscore with underscore me and that's mi underscore media also subscribe to our youtube channel get in early because we're going to be uploading some content we're still in editing process moments with me media like share comment and click on that notification bell it is an easy friday type of day we're cruising into the weekend and who else to do it better with than Beresford hammond he is our feature friday artist for today and coming up later on we have the Friday mix in the summer party series. If someone should wrong you, this you definitely can't go wrong with Barris Rosolo. I totally agree with that. Great way to start the weekend. Great way to start your day. Anything else after that is insignificant, really. Always puts you in a good frame of mind. 
we're gonna get into the details right after this song. You're listening to My Kinda Girl. So I have to say this, um, Rose Solo, who co-hosts with me on <laughs> Days After Dark and also has her own show, um, The Rose Solo Show, which airs on um, QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, ViscosityBlend.com, and Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. Uh, let me say this right now, I am no shame hating on her. Um, so she's on clubhouse with me she's one of the co-mods with me in clubhouse and she changed her profile picture and she wants me to hate her she literally wants me to hate her so i'm hating you right now rose solo and she put up a picture of herself and barrisford hammond such a show off um yes yeah, so i'm canceling her today i'm gonna be totally ignoring her today <laughs> Oh my gosh, I know she was trying to say something. Go right ahead, Rosolo. I was saying I love you. Good morning. Good morning. I um I was saying I love you moments. I love you. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'll I'll get back in good graces with you tomorrow, but today? No. All right. <laughs> I'll take it for today, but look at the picture. It's he's handsome. Um, so yeah, um, Rosolo, I'm done talking to you for the rest of the day. <laughs> I'm glad you had the privilege to be able to meet with him. And um, yeah, he is such an inspiration to the industry, to Jamaica. He's a cultural icon. He's a reggae icon, a global icon. Um, I, I'm yet to hear one bad Barry song. I'm waiting for him to mess up. He can't. He can't mess up. I don't think he knows how to mess up moments. I don't think, I don't he knows think so either. He's he's literally one of my top. You know that already. Yeah. I love that. I, yeah. I love some of my family. <laughs> <laughs> he cannot mess up at all. Yeah. Every Barris song puts me in a good mood. I'm not going to lie. It really does. Whatever is going on, as soon as I hear Barris, I'm like, yes, it's going to be a little easier to face whatever it is. He's just so welcoming. Exactly. He thought he knew me. He was just so warm. And I wasn't going to say, no, you don't know me. I didn't say, no, you don't know me until after the picture and the hug. You know? (laughs) That's all right. That's all right. Still hating on you for now. I'm allowed to hate today. All right. (laughs) And now it's time for us to get into our international stories. Thank you to everyone just joining us in QMZRadio.com. JanoRadio.com. And again, of course, I do have to thank my Clubhouse audience. Um, Because this is where the conversation happens. Biden, Biden, and I'm changing your spelling to B-Y-E-D-E-N very soon because I've had it up to here um, with this doling out of money to Ukraine. I'm sorry. I am so sorry. But here we go again. United States President Joe Biden has said the U.S. will soon announce a new $800 million military aid package to Ukraine, bringing the total since he took office to nearly $7 
billion. Biden said the aid, which will be announced in the coming days, will include advanced air defense system and artillery support as Ukraine continues to face a Russian offensive in the eastern Donbass region. The United States is rallying the world to stand with Ukraine, he said, adding the support would continue as long as it takes. Okay, folks, U.S., can we, you know what, let me, let me finish the article before I start ranting. Um, yeah, as long as it takes, folks, as long as it takes. Biden spoke on the final day of a NATO summit in Madrid, Spain, in which the 30-country bloc agreed to a new strategic framework that focuses on the direct threat from Russia and for the first time acknowledged the challenges posed by what leaders described as China's coercive policies. Okay. So now I'm going to rant. Seven billion dollars so far. February 24 was when the invasion started. Or according to Russia, the special military operation started. So March, April, May, June. In four months, we have committed seven billion dollars to Ukraine. Russia and backing down U.S. And then for you to say it's as long as it takes, the support is going to going to continue. Are you going to run the U.S. economy into the ground for the Ukraine? You're willing to run this country to have your people go bankrupt, homeless, hungry for Ukraine? What the heck is so special? There are other countries that could do with that aid. Seven billion dollars of our money because it's not the government's money it's taxpayers money that if we don't pay they throw us in jail or they seize your house seize your assets for this by the blood and sweat of our tears the blood sweat and tears of ourselves we are taking care of ukraine fighting their war I literally have had it up to here. Biden, it's really going to be Biden, for real. How much more? What else? What else? You turn your back on, no attention is paid to Haiti. No attention is paid to um, other countries in the, in the Americas from Central to South America and through the Caribbean, when we have issues that could benefit, build up, so that people can stop risking their lives seeking freedom, fleeing war, well, not war, but fleeing um, war to some degree, if you want to call it that, because there are internal wars going on within countries. Seven billion dollars. How much more is the grocery bill going to go up? It has already doubled. 
gas price it has a, that that's another issue and we're not getting any relief and i'm trying my best not to curse because i know i'm on air but right about now it takes a i feel like just letting off a string of jamaican choice words so i can feel a little better just a little good morning good morning javette I've won. We're not hearing you, Javed. We're not hearing you. Um, but I like to know: is this actual cash, or is this in assets? I know neither will really make a difference. <laughs> but I've always wanted to know: is it assets? Is it um, people? You know, the hours that they're going to put in to help you build up, or is this actual cash? And then the next thing I've always wanted to know is, is this over X amount of years? Is this money to be paid back? All those questions I have. <laughs> Javette. Great questions. Great questions, Javette. Paid back? Doubt it. From what? A destroyed country? How are they going to pay it back? Uh, because, and if that was the case, shouldn't they reveal that to us to kind of uh, make us feel a little better? Oh, we're lending them the money. And... Whether it's a combination of cash, assets, and people. Because remember, with Sweden and Finland now about to become a part of NATO, Biden at the um, summit said they're going to be putting more, they're going to put forces on the ground. So, any which way you take it is money. Because <laughs> you have to pay the troops. You have to pay the manufacturers of the weapons and the artillery. It's costing us and a dollar is a dollar, whether it's actual. You know something? I don't know. I don't know what to think anymore. I really don't know what to think. It's so easy to dole out this damn money to them. And we have to struggle. Struggle. I'll never forget that woman standing up in front of the, um, the, 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 I can't even talk. The politicians. Pouring her heart out because she makes less than $30,000 and the, the, the state is telling her she, she makes enough. She's not poor. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand the need to help out. But do you help out to the, at the detriment of your own? Do you tell your family in your house, starve to death while I feed the person next door? Is that what you do? Because you can't pour from an, from an empty vessel. I, I am just stumbling over my words this morning because I am literally very irate about this. Why am I irate? Because I'm a tax-paying American citizen. I'm a tax-paying American citizen that is struggling to put food on the table. I'm a tax-paying American citizen that is looking at some bills in front of me right now. My light bill, over $300. Water bill, 500 and something dollars for three months. I don't know. Water usage hasn't gone up. The same. 
$500 for my water bill. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, $500. Water bill for three months. Gone up. We're not using more. We're not watering our lawn, lawns, thank God, for rain. Light bill. We damn near move around in darkness in the house. One AC unit going, can't burn the two, cause God forbid. Your light bill probably reach $1,000. I have to beg the kids to turn the light on at night. Why y'all in the darkness? So, the use of electricity has not gone up. But that has gone up. My grocery bill is flipping $500 a week. What are we working for just to eat? Can't save a dollar? What used to be $40 is now $80 plus to fill up one vehicle. Multiply that by three. And they're contemplating. They're thinking. Thinking about what to do for us while it's the same crap that happened when covid broke out they deliberated about us so neither the, the what you call it the republicans nor the democrats none is better neither really cares in the midst of doling out how about you dole out to the people who are feeling it here the people whose paychecks because income taxes come out that you're relying on to fund Ukraine, how about you give us a helping hand? I'm sorry. Moment. Yes, Chief. Good morning. Good morning, Chief. Good morning. Now just take a breath. Just take a deep breath. I feel your pain. <laughs> so... This is interesting. I talked to one of my cousins retired from Homeland Security and we were having a discussion about this because I was like you. I'm in sense, you know, you hear all of these excuses as to why we can't fund this and why we can't fund that, why you can't pay reparations. All, we hear everything. Right. And so I was trying to I was trying to get an understanding about what what's so important about Ukraine and why are we why are we doing this? Why are we spending this money here? And what he expressed to me was. It's cheaper to do this than to be in war, right? You support somebody who it would be an act of war for the U.S. to get involved directly. So what the U.S. is trying to do strategically is support Ukraine. And they really want Ukraine to be part of part of NATO. Russia does not. Right. Because it will it will it will hurt. It will hurt Russia uh, defensively. And so. They're looking at it, well, he looked at it like it's cheaper to do this than it is to go to war. The, the cost of war is much greater. So the U.S. is trying to support Ukraine in that way. So I'm still like, okay, but what, what does it have to do with us? And how he explained it to me was if Russia gets control of Ukraine strategically from a, from a missile launching standpoint, it gives them a huge advantage, geographically speaking. And that's the that's what they're trying to prevent Russia from having a military a military defensive uh, strategy that would that would really put them in a position 
you know, for future, the future decimation of a whole region if they wanted to. So the threat risk is high level. And, I, you know, you would think, I wish they, they would just explain it that way, you know, but they don't, obviously. So, you know, I just wanted to give some, a little more information from inquiring mind. I, I was, you know, I just wanted to know what's the, what, what, what is it? What's the strategy? What's the, what, what intelligence is behind this? And so that's all I can add to the conversation. I hope that helps a little. It helps a little, Chief. Thank you so much. Go but, ahead, Javette. I'm sure everybody already understands that, Chief. But the money that they're going to waste to give to a group of people that are not used to fighting, why don't we just put our boys in there, squash it, and move on? But I know because, it's all diplomacy. I know. Yeah, it, I yeah, know. it won't be. Yeah, exactly. Because you know who's going to react. The reaction is going to come from China. And what's our debt to China as a nation? It's, 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 uh, it's, it's ridiculous. Trillions. It's uncomprehensible. Right. So we, so that's the that's the threat. It's the it's a there's a bigger threat behind it, behind doing it that way. Okay. But it still doesn't answer the question of why you can't help the people in your own yard. Of course it does. This is a this is not a country, it's a corporation. <laughs> That's good morning. Say it again, sir. Say it again. Oh. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> good morning, Andel. Yeah. Thank you for the reminder, Chief. I forgot. I <laughs> totally forgot. Well, you're going to be reminded on the 4th. <laughs> <laughs> but here, here's the thing, too, Chief. And I appreciate your explanation. I appreciate the reasoning, right? Um, Because... I'm sure there are others who are listening who are wondering what the heck is going on. So I'm glad you're able to explain it that way. But why can't they do the same? Instead of leaving us infuriated, confused, stressed the heck out, buckling, because investments are going down too. So er everywhere you turn, you're being slapped real hard. Slapped harder than when my husband slapped a stripper in the strip club on her butt. Sorry. I don't know. What about the people at home, Javette? I agree. And yes, Sonette, I get it. It's to prevent World War III, clearly, a world war. I get that. But what I don't get is that you forsake your own. You put your own on the back burner. You have your own suffering. For the and we have to say the vast majority. Don't be fooled by what you see on TikTok. 90% of who you see on TikTok are flakers. Pretenders. Pretending everything is okay. Pretending they have it all together. Preach. Broke preach. as anything. Preach. So don't be fooled by that. 90% of them broke. Don't worry about the Louis V they have on their backs. They broke. Oh, and on that note, <laughs> I've been saying this for a long time, but everybody thinks I'm an idiot. 
So you know these designer stores selling their own fake brands, right? <laughs> They're made in China, what you expect? Yeah, because the truth is, for those of us who like to carry the Louis, the Gucci, the Prada, the Fendi, Salvatore, Ferragamo, and so on and so forth, the real Louis is very expensive, made in France. But the bulk of it is made in China. But anyway, that's a whole other story. I digressed. But yeah, don't be fooled by what you see on social media. It's all a fluse. And some of these artists you see, a lot of them got to be bending over backwards anyway to repay the debt. Some of them are in debt, but I ain't telling you about that. They flossing. They flossing on, in, on, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, whatever else. They flossing. Don't be fooled. And you're going broker trying to be like that. Trying to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. Don't look at them. They broker than a mother. Not impressed. But hey, people say I'm a hater. No, I'm not. I'm trying to tell you people the facts. A lot of them are surviving off of sponsorships. Meaning sponsors are allowing them to be able to eat when you see them putting up these expensive dinners. That's how they're able to eat sometimes. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> Let me stop spilling the beans on that industry. Yeah. So I don't know if the federal government is looking at the social media and feeling that, oh, they're okay. They'll be all right. And, oh, another thing, everybody who's an entrepreneur, a lot of them are brokepreneurs, okay? Let's get that right. Um, <laughs> so, <sighs> what do we do? I'm one of them. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. I'm a brokepreneur. I'm a brokepreneur, too. We in the same boat, Ando. But one thing yeah, I'm not going to do is pretend I got it together because I don't. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I'm just trying to catch up to where I want to go. That's it. And guess what, Andel? It's getting harder. It's getting harder. Thanks to our investment in Ukraine. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a capital raise on my company now, so I'll take some of that going to Ukraine for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I just need some of it so I can feed my family, right? Remember I said I just went to um, the wholesale, right? I just went, and I had to go back again yesterday. Spent another hundred and something dollars. I got a shocker uh, moments. Because uh, so, I have, you know, my wife does, you know, the grocery and shopping, all that stuff. And the other day she said, hey, could you go pick up some stuff? <laughs> and, <laughs> and I went, and I'm like, what costs 80 bucks? This? I mean, not even a card. A bag. This costs eighty bucks. That I got a, I got a shocker right there. I'm like, jeez. So I can, I can imagine what you're saying. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Am I still grateful? Yes, I am. Don't get me wrong. I am grateful because as bad as I have it somebody else has it worse and my cry is for them 
more than it is for myself. It's for them. If I am struggling to make ends meet, how are they doing it? How are they doing it? Flights from Charles de Gaulle Airport in Paris and other French airports have faced disruptions as airport workers hold a strike and protests to demand salary hikes to keep up with inflation. Friday's labor action is the latest trouble to hit global airports over the last few weeks as travel resurges after two years of coronavirus restrictions. French airports have been largely spared the chaos seen recently in London, Amsterdam, and some other European and U.S. cities. But on Friday, striking workers sought to call attention to the pain of inflation with a walkout on the first big day of France's domestic holiday travel season. France's civil aviation authorities said 17% of scheduled flights out of Charles and Orly airports in Paris were cancelled on Friday morning, primarily short-haul routes. Protests were planned at both airports, and the Paris Airports Authority warned of potential delays in getting into terminals and at check-in, passport control, and security stations. Unions said the strike could last through Sunday. Paris airport workers are seeking a raise of 6% raise retroactive to January 1st, while management is proposing 3%, according to French media reports. Airport firefighters at the Charles Airport are also on strike, with specific salary demands forcing the airport to close some runways. Everybody's feeling it, folks. Globally. Everybody is feeling it. Gunmen attacked a local mining site in central Nigeria, killing many security personnel and abducting some workers, including four Chinese nationals, authorities said on Thursday. The State Commissioner for Internal Security, Emmanuel Omar, said security forces had responded to a distress call on Wednesday after gunmen invaded a mining site at Ajata Oboki village in Niger State's Sharora area. Consequently, the joint security team engaged the terrorists and there were yet to be determined the number of casualties from both sides. However, yet to be ascertained is the number of workers in the mining site, including the four, national Chinese, four Chinese nationals who were reported to have been abducted. Authorities did not disclose the name of the company, the latest affected in attacks targeting foreigners over the years in Nigeria, though not as frequent as they used to be. Three Chinese nationals were abducted in a similar attack in Niger State earlier this year while working at a hydroelectric power plant. In November, Chinese authorities issued a travel advisory warning their citizens and companies against travel to high-risk areas in Nigeria and other parts of Africa. The state of Nigeria's security has deteriorated under President Mohamedou Buhari, a retired military general who came, became president in 2015. Wednesday's attack is the latest incident in a cycle of violence that has killed hundreds in the past year, a growing kidnap for ransom strategy that has also seen more victims held in captivity for months, including dozens kidnapped in a train attack near the capital city in March. While most of the attacks have happened in, northwest, in the northwest region, they are gradually seeping into central Nigeria. Niger State, the largest of the country's 36 states by landmass, is next to Abuja, 
the federal capital. Iran said it is ready for new indirect talks with the United States to overcome the last hurdles to revive its tattered 2015 nuclear deal with major powers amid a growing crisis of the country's atomic program. Tehran's UN ambassador, Majid Takht Ravinci, told the UN Security Council on Thursday that the Iranian negotiating team is ready to engage constructively again to conclude and reach agreement. The ball is in the U.S.'s court, and if the U.S. acts realistically and shows its serious intention to implement its obligations, the agreement is not out of reach, he said. Ravinci's or Ravanchi's remarks came a day after indirect negotiations between Iran and the U.S. ended in Qatar after failing to make significant process. And progress. Yet Ravanchi described the Qatar talks as serious and positive. He said Iran will contact the European Union coordinators for the next stage of talks. During intensive consultations with EU's foreign policy chief Joseph Borrell in Tehran last week, Iran once again emphasized its willingness to provide creative solutions to the remaining issues in the hope of ending the deadlock. Ravanchi told the UN meeting on the resolution that endorsed the 2015 nuclear deal and its five permanent members, the U.S., Russia, China, United Kingdom, and France, and Germany. And those are our international stories coming up after the music break. It's news out of North America. We do need a little more Barris, who is our feature Friday artist for today, to, you know, calm us down a little bit, make us feel a little better. I'm so tired. I'm so tired, what a confrontation this will be. Now look at me at a quarter to three. I want to go home, that's where I should be. Don't know what to do or what I should say. Gotta make up my mind. Before night turns to day Be early, she told me I'll be waiting for you, honey I'll make something special for you Now how am I gonna enter? I can't afford to wake her With lipstick stains I've got to tiptoe My double trouble is waiting it's wrapped up in my bed I'm tired, I'm sleeping here I feel a shiver I'm feeling down and out I'm a true believer I know what it's all about I know it's not the flu It's all because of you I feel a trembling when I wake Come back and give another beret I feel a shiver Running up my spine This hurting, hurting feeling It hits me all the time Every time you go away Seems I can't live another day Oh my bed it is so cold You've got my happiness on hold Oh I feel a ton of joy gets warm thinking about you holding me squeezing what one dance can do what one dance can do one dance can do and listen there 
much trouble, you scam me there again. Damn, for say me whole time, friend, let me know. Deya, me deya, me deya again. Deya, me deya, yes, me deya again. Do how much trouble, you scam me there again. Damn, for say me whole time, friend, let me know. Thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. Our moments with me and you're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments on Instagram Moments with Me Media. Subscribe to the YouTube channel Moments with Me Media. Like, share, comment, and click on that notification bell. It is TGIF Feature Friday. <laughs> we are so grateful we made it to the end of the week. And our Feature Friday artist for today is the one and only Beresford Hammond. The music that really soothes your soul, you can count on Barris for that. Coming up right after this, it's Stories Out of North America. Stay tuned. It's hard to explain what I feel inside After being locked down for so long Hearing this rhythm, this new vibe This calls for one happy song Thank you so much for staying with me for Coffee in Tow. And now time for stories out of North America. U.S. Supreme Court Justice Katanji Brown-Jackson has been sworn in to start her lifetime appointment as the first black woman to serve on the country's top court. Jackson took the oath of office to replace retiring Justice Stephen Breyer on Thursday after the court released its final rulings for this term. The court's next term is set to start early in October. Now, on behalf of all the members of the court, I'm pleased to welcome Justice Jackson to the court and to our common calling, said Chief Justice John Roberts after a brief ceremony at the Supreme Court. Politicians and activists were quick to welcome Jackson's accession to the top court and highlight the historic nature of her appointment. Supreme Court Justice Katanji Brown-Jackson, History. Senator Majority Leader Chuck Schumer wrote on Twitter. Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House of Representatives, cited recent decisions by the court in support of right-wing positions in celebrating Justice Jackson. As Justice Katanji Brown-Jackson takes her seat on the Supreme Court, our nation takes a historic step 
toward realizing our highest ideals, Pelosi said in a social media post. Amid this court's cruel assault on Americans' health, freedom, and security, she will be a much-needed force for equal justice for all. In a string of recent rulings, the Supreme Court has revoked the constitutional right to abortion, struck down gun regulations, and curbed the executive branch's power to reduce greenhouse gas emissions from power plants. Justice Katanji Brown-Jackson made the history by being the first black woman on SCOTUS and the only person on this bench with public defender experience. This is according to Congressman Jamal Bowman as he wrote that on Twitter. I would think that it should be a requirement that all Supreme Court justices have some kind of experience being a public defender, but hey. Yeah, kudos to you. Well, we already know, we established this when the nomination was made, that um, she runs <laughs> circles around the other justices, if I might add. Yeah, she's um, very well qualified very well experienced i, I want to believe she is level-headed and has a lot of common sense which is what we need because this is something i always say being qualified on paper doesn't necessarily mean you have common sense right so i want to believe she has that which is what we need we need a lot of common sense yeah so happy for you let's see what you will do President Joe Biden has said that he supports calls to waive the filibuster so that legislation can be passed to protect abortion rights. Since the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, calls demanding action from the Democratic Party to protect abortion rights have grown louder. In a news conference during a NATO summit in Madrid on Thursday, Biden said the U.S. must pass legislation making abortion legal in all 50 U.S. states. The filibuster allows a single legislator to block or delay a piece of legislation unless it has 60 votes, even though legislation requires only a simple majority to pass the U.S. Senate. The rule has meant that, even with a Democratic majority in the House and Senate, the party's legislative agenda has been largely blocked by the Republican minority. With abortion rights for millions of Americans now threatened by bans in numerous states, Biden said Thursday there should be an exception to the filibuster to pass abortion protections. The president reiterated his support on Twitter where he said, we have to codify Roe versus Wade into law. And as I said this morning, if the filibuster gets in the way, then we need to make an exception to get it done. However, suspending the filibuster would require the support of Democratic lawmakers who have voiced opposition to scrapping or amending the procedure in the past. The Biden administration and the leader of his party have come under fire for what progressive critics see as a lack of urgency following the Supreme Court's June 24 decision. There has been pressure building up to act and show that we are doing more, an administration source told the Associated Press. But I think we, many people share the same sentiment. There is a lack of urgency. In the meantime, U.S. judges halt abortion bans in Kentucky and Florida. U.S. judges have temporarily blocked abortion bans in Florida and Kentucky following the U.S. Supreme Court ruling that eliminated constitutional protections for abortion rights last week. Circuit Court Judge John Cooper on Thursday 
granted a petition from abortion rights groups in Florida to, to freeze a state law that would ban abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy. In Kentucky, Judge Mitch Perry put a temporary restraining order in place that prevents the state from enforcing a trigger ban that automatically took effect after Roe v. Wade, the 1973 decision enshrining the constitutional right to an abortion was struck down last Friday. With the reversal of Roe, abortion rights groups have swiftly gone to court to contest efforts by Republicans to expand abortion restrictions across the country. These curbs are now taking effect or are expected to in 22 states. State courts in Texas, Louisiana, and Utah have also blocked bans in those states since last week. Abortion providers are pushing for similar steps in Idaho, Ohio, Mississippi, and West Virginia. In April, Florida's Republican Governor Ron DeSantis, a potential candidate for the Republican presidential nomination in 2024, signed the 15-week abortion ban. It was set to take effect today. Following the Supreme Court's reversal of Roe, which centered on a Mississippi law similar to the restrictions in Florida, DeSantis said the decision answered the prayers of millions of Americans. About 37% of people in the U.S. support the decision to overturn Roe, a recent poll found. Okay, 37%. All right. But Judge Cooper said on Thursday that Florida had failed to provide convincing and credible evidence that the law exhibits a compelling state interest to be protected. Planned Parenthood and several Florida abortion clinics had argued that Florida's state constitution guarantees women the right to have an abortion up to 24 weeks of pregnancy. In a statement following Cooper's ruling, Alexis, Alexis McGill Johnson, president of Planned Parenthood Federation of America, said the decision offered a glimmer of hope for abortion rights, adding that the ruling could not come at a more crucial time. Cooper agreed that the law violated the state constitution and pointed to a previous ruling by Florida's highest court that found the right to an abortion contained in the state constitution is broader than the federal equivalent. The decision will not will go into effect, sorry, once Cooper signs a written order, which he has not yet done. But there is also another group in Florida that's pushing back. It's the Jewish community. Because remember, in the Jewish um, belief, life starts at birth versus the Catholics that believe that life starts at conception. As I said before, I believe it starts when you hear a heartbeat. That's my belief. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. So the Jews in Florida are planning to sue the state of Florida, say you, you cannot do that to us. Yep. So let's see how this plays out. Um, will other state judges step up and do the same, put a block? But how long is the temporary block for? That's another question. And while the block is there temporarily, are people allowed to continue getting abortions? Not sure. So... There's more to be heard. Go right ahead. Um, I think I heard yesterday or the day before that here in Texas, it was like a 60-day or 90-day block or whatever. So I think while the block is there, you can get 
an abortion, but remember in the state of Texas, they had enacted another law that you can sue a doctor for doing an abortion. So it's, it, you know, it's kind of iffy here. What's that song? It's sticky out there. It's sticky. So while this debate is going on, there is a lot um, of uncertainty. Anxiety, I would say, too, is going to um, take center stage within families with women, young girls. Yeah, because now they don't know what to do. So we need clear stipulations to be laid out. Someone needs to say clearly per state because we understand that it varies from state to state. So each state needs to outline the do's and don'ts clearly, especially those states where the block is temporary. Emmett Till's family demands arrest of accuser after unserved warrant from 1955 is found in courthouse basement. Despite Emmett Till being murdered nearly 70 years ago, activists and family members still seek arrests for his death. With the unearthing of an old arrest warrant, renewed justice efforts are underway. A team of several volunteers, including two cousins of Till's, searched the basement of Lafleur County Courthouse recently and came across an arrest warrant for Carolyn Bryant Donham, identified on the document as Mrs. Roy Bryant. The warrant was dated August 29, 1955. Don Ham is the woman who alleged Till whistled at her while he was visiting relatives in Monty, Mississippi. On August 24, 1955, several nights later, Don Ham's then-husband Roy Bryant and his half-brother J.W. Millam went looking for Till, took him from his great-uncle's home, and brutally murdered him. Bryant and Millam were acquitted of murder, but later admitted to the killing in an interview with Look magazine. The story was published in January 1956. Donham testified during the trial that Till grabbed her and made a lewd comment. Both men, along with Donham, were named in the same warrant, yet authorities did not pursue any further arrests after the acquittal. Don Ham is now in her 80s and is the last surviving person accused of Till's murder. In 2007, during an interview with research scholar Timothy Tyson, she confessed that she lied about the encounter with Till. Now the family demands that police serve Don Ham with the search warrant. Serve it and charge her, said Terry Watts, one of the cousins who participated in the courthouse search. After discovering the original warrant, it was presented to District Attorney Dwayne Richardson and the Department of Justice. However, the family says they have not responded. LaFleur County Sheriff Ricky Banks said he would present a copy of the warrant and present it to the DA for their opinion. If they allow him to serve it, Banks says he will coordinate with law enforcement where Donham currently lives. Do we think it's going to happen, though? Do we honestly think anything is going to come out of it? Because if she was able to confess that she lied and nothing happened, why are we to believe something is going to happen? I think someone had opened their mic. Go right ahead. 
I was just gonna say no, nothing's gonna happen. Yeah. Another example of the imbalance in the scales of justice. Yeah. You lied about it. And yes, you're going to say, well, I've confessed my sins and I believe God has forgiven me. So what's the problem? I guarantee you that's going to be the argument. I guarantee she's probably going to say, but I'm 80 years old. I have lived with this all my life. I know what I did wrong and I've been tormented all my life. So why can't you forgive me? I guarantee that's the train of thought. And others are going to say, yes, forgive her. I would say prepare herself for her and let her wait, live her remaining days in confinement. That's right. That's right. We just, we just arrested a Jewish war criminal who's older than she is. So I see no problem. Yeah. So get the, re, Reinstate the warrant. Go arrest her and, and deal with it. Yeah. She lied. And that is why I tell you, don't do anything else to me, but do not lie on me. She not only lied, according to the record, she participated in picking him up. So she's a kidnapper too. Yeah. Criminal, just a criminal. She so is she's a, a criminal. Yeah. Wicked. I see. And there's no statute of limitations on murder. Good. I said this all the time. Do anything else you want to do to me, but don't tell a lie on me. So many people are dead because others have lied on them. So many people are sitting in jail because they have been falsely accused. I think it's the worst thing you can do to somebody. Bear false witness against them. It is better to shut your mouth than tell a lie on someone. If you're trying to make yourself look good, may God forgive you. Shut your mouth if you don't have anything good to say. But do not alter the course of someone's life because of your wicked, malicious ways. Don't do it. And yes, I speak with passion because I have been lied on time and time again. Why people do it, I don't know. She needs to be served with this warrant. She needs to be arrested. And she needs to go spend the rest of her days in jail. Joe Rogan is the most recent public figure to endorse Ron DeSantis' prospective presidential bid in 2024. During an interview with former MMA fighter-turned-actress Gina Corona, or Caro is it Corona? No, yeah, Corona, on Tuesday's episode of the Joe Rogan Experience, the comic supported DeSantis, who is currently the early front-runner of the GOP's 2024 presidential nomination. After the pair harshly criticized President Biden, whom Rogan referred to as a dead man as president, who cannot manage his responsibilities, they started talking about DeSantis's potential for the presidency. Are you throwing out any support towards anyone or are you going to hold off? Didn't Elon Musk come out recently for DeSantis? Corona said, yeah, I think Ron DeSantis would work as a good president. Rogan responded, I mean, look at what he's done for Florida. 
It's been admirable. Rogan noted that despite harsh criticism from Democrats, DeSantis's management of the COVID-19 pandemic has proven effective. I feel like what we did for Florida, people gave him a lot of grief, but ultimately he was correct. He was correct when it comes to deaths. He was correct in terms of protecting our vulnerable populations. And he was correct in terms of distribution of monoclonal antibodies. You know he's not perfect. He's a human being. But what he's done is stand up for freedom. There's some weird gaslighting that went on where people equated freedom and saying the word freedom is like right-wing bigotry. And hate is so strong. DeSantis hasn't formally declared that he'll be a candidate for the presidency in 2024. Earlier this month, Elon Musk said he was leaning toward backing DeSantis in 2024. What do we think? Do you think he's a better option to Trump? Or you were between a rock and a hard place? Everybody's a better option than Trump. But are we not a little worried? Let us say, I believe he's going to um, formally declare that he will be a candidate for presidency. I believe so. What he's waiting on, I don't know. Not sure if he's um, trying to make sure his wife is okay because she was battling cancer. She, I think she went into remission, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, so it's possible that he's dealing with that. But he may be a better option than Trump, but is he the option that we want for president? That's the question. How do you feel about that? Who we got um, moments? <laughs> I don't know. All I know that Charlie Chris would be running for governor and um, I would support Charlie Chris for president. Uh, who we got? I don't know. Right now, everybody's up in the air. You don't know which balloon to pop. You don't know. Um, when it comes to the presidency, my outlook is that um, we don't have any leaders. And if we do find a person that can lead, they won't, um, Congress won't allow them to lead effectively. So, like, the presidential thing at this point is just is, is hopeless. You know, uh, I, I'll put my effort more into the governors and, and, the, and the Senate races. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I agree with that. You're right, you're right. The local government is where it is, where you can actually make effective changes. You know what I mean? So you vote for your local senators and your governors and just leave the presidency alone. Because yeah. whoever you yeah. put in locally, they can go make the difference. You know what I mean? Exactly. Valid point. Con Congress won't allow a, an effective president to lead, a good president to lead effectively. They won't allow it. If it's, if it's a Democrat, the Republicans going to shoot down everything. If it's a Republican, the Democrats going to shoot down everything. It's, it's, th that game right there, I don't know when we're going to fix it, but it's, it's not a good game right there. It's, just, it's, it's pretty bad. But hasn't it been a forever game, though, Dre? And yes, Senator, I agree. We should vote, at least vote at your city, state level. Vote for your local represent, uh, representatives. Because as Andel pointed out, too, they're the ones that are going to be responsible 
for the effective changes that we're looking for that we need so desperately yeah i, I still no no i still think you should vote for every single election don't skip out don't skip I out know it's it's very important to vote for your local and i agree 100 percent. but don't skip on any any election read figure out who you're voting for find out who every single person running is this is your responsibility this is your country you live here yeah. vote for every single election your vote counts it absolutely does in other and words then, thank you senator in other words pick the lesser of two evils yep that's what it is pick your poison which one can you swallow easier which one is more palatable which one makes a little more sense than the other let's i guess we have to put the 80 20 rule take it out of our relationships and put it into politics let's weigh our, our rights yeah i'm sorry our rights are being erased we they're they're making it harder and harder for us to, to vote in in multiple elections in multiple places do not waste it yeah do not waste your time or or your energy or your right and that's a valid point, Sunet. Vote for those who are not able to vote too. Because there are quite a few people who are not able to vote. Vote for them. You're right. We need to think about this carefully. Be very strategic, as Sunet pointed out. Do your research and make the best decision. All right. Um Four people have been killed after a vehicle crashed in Texas, southern United States, while trying to evade an immigration checkpoint, according to officials. Two Mexican men, one Guatemalan national and another unidentified, unidentified person, died in Thursday's crash. The Mexican consulate in the Texan border, Texan border city of Laredo said in a statement. The driver, a U.S. citizen, was hospitalized along with two people thought to be from Guatemala, according to information from the consulate. Mexico's Interior Ministry and the National Institute of Migration the truck said the truck had been traveling from Laredo and was bound for San Antonio when it crashed. The incident on Thursday in the town of Encinal came days after 53 people died after being trapped in the back of an abandoned truck near the Texas city of San Antonio in the deadliest human smuggling incident in U.S. history. Back to the Supreme Court we go for our next story. Uh, the Supreme Court reached into every corner of American life, reordering intimate family choices, breaching the separation of church and state, and diminishing the steps government can take to prevent gun violence or protect the environment. The upheaval of the past several weeks, especially as the court outright ended a half century of women's privacy rights, is unmatched in modern times. The speed and sweep by which the right-wing majority acted reflects, as one liberal dissenter wrote, a restless and newly constituted court. And it is not finished. The conservative supermajority, anchored by three relatively young appointees of former President Donald Trump, is positioned to continue its impact with disputes next session over the Voting Rights Act, affirmative action, and religious objections to LGBTQ protections. Yep. The new landscape was made possible because of the three Trump appointees. Neil Gorsuch, age 54, Brent, Brett Kavanaugh, 57, 
and Amy Coney Barrett, 50. They separated themselves from prior Republican-named justices who had adhered to precedent and the promise of constancy, as Justices Sandra Day O'Connor, Anthony Kennedy, and David Souter called it in the 1992 case of Planned Parenthood versus Casey, which reaffirmed Roe. The drive to the right was not wholly unexpected, even though its force has shaken the country. When Liberal Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg died in September 2020 and Trump quickly replaced her with Barrett, the new six-justice right-wing bloc appeared positioned to roll back decades of individual rights and government power. It was a question, only a question, just a question, of how quickly it would happen and whether the conservative but incrementalist Chief Justice John Roberts would be able to slow the juggernaut. Twenty months later, it is plain the majority was in a rush. The right wing did not need Roberts' vote for a majority, and on many conservative agenda items such as religion, race, and regulatory power, he was fully with them. Roberts wrote alone in Dobbs with a middle ground that dissatisfied both sides. <laughs> More coming down the pipeline. Brace yourselves, but don't be surprised. That's all I can say. Brace yourselves, but don't be surprised. At least we get to hold our breath until October when they go back in the court because they're out on vacation now. Yeah. But, I mean, the EPA was the last one today, which I have to find out a little bit more about what exactly they just did. But EPA is um, for our, um, our air. Did anybody oh, see what happened? I have that story coming up. I think I oh, have thank it. thank you, yeah, ma'am. I have it coming up. <laughs> yeah. Brace yourself, folks. Go on vacation until October. And then get ready to put our bodysuits on, armor on, and fight again. <laughs> it is time for us to take another music break. When we return, it's business and tech news, health and science news. Here is some more from the one and only Beresford Hammond, our feature Friday artist for today. Tell myself that you love me enough 
Let the waiting be too long. Can hardly wait a minute more. Thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Of course, this is where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee in Tall World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at me media moments mi media moments on Instagram at moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and subscribe to the YouTube channel moments with me media like share comment and click on that notification bell of course you can never go wrong with a little Barris cruising into the weekend this song is in my arms heard some old favorites groovy little thing we also heard hold on and step aside and love means never to say you're sorry so Michael Angelo what war as to which one should own yeah. And right after this we do have the business and tech news so stay tuned not surprising at you so clean if you know what I mean I mean to hold you and never let go you need to be Into yours, yes. Hey, baby, I want you dance, baby. Dance, baby. Dance for me, yes. I love you like that. And now it's time for business and tech news. SP. 500 worst first half since 1970. The sell-off in stocks deepened after weak consumer spending data fueled worries about a recession, with the S&P 500 suffering its cruelest first half since Richard Nixon's presidency. It was a rout for the history books with a benchmark gauge down 21% in the first six months of the year, the most for such a span since 1970. The superlatives kept piling up across Wall Street with 10-year U.S. yields plunging to about 3% from a decade high of 3.5% in mid-June. The dollar had for its best quarter since 2016. The nearly 60% drawdown in Bitcoin since the end of March was the largest since the third quarter of 2011. After a rough first half of the year, July will be pivotal for the future direction of markets amid corporate earnings, key inflation data, and the Fed meeting, according to Greg Marcus, Managing Director at UBS Private Wealth Management. He says, Volatility will probably remain elevated until there's evidence that inflation is moderating, recession risks are receding, and geopolitical threats 
are declining. Um, there's something I saw on TikTok. What's her name? I forgot her name. She used to be a part of Married to Medicine. She's married to a doctor. Buffy. I think Buffy is what they call her. But she she has this thing, ball before you crawl. And I like listening to her because she does give tips, um, financial tips to people, trying to guide them, you know, little things that you can do to um, build up your assets or um she talks about generational wealth creating generational wealth and she also talks about building up the community um and she's mentioned something that i'm fully aware of and this is a discussion i've had i'm not sure if i've had it here but i've certainly had the discussion amongst my parents um people are selling their houses and can't even afford to buy another house doesn't make sense really so people are selling their homes because the value of their home has risen so much that they're like, oh my gosh, I have this much. I can get this much in equity. And then they turn around and can't find anywhere to live because they can't afford the house that they would like that is comparable to what they were living in. And then another thing that's going on in the housing market is that People are now not only bidding, going into bidding wars for the purchase of homes, they're going into bidding wars for rental property. So you may have a piece of property, and I'm just going to throw out a figure. Let's say you're renting it for $1,800. That's what you're asking. Well, guess what? With the bidding war, you, the landlord, could end up getting even $2,500 a month. People are even writing letters to landlords stating like, you know, as though they're going to college, why they would be the best fit for the home. The majority of these people who are writing these letters are people who have sold their homes. Some of them probably got a million dollars. Some of them got, you know, less than a million. But these are people who sold their homes and now they can't afford to buy a home, so they have to go rent and now are going into bidding wars for rent. So what's happening there? What's happening? You know what's happening? The money that you made, you're giving it to somebody else instead of turning it into an investment for yourself. What I would have said is my recommendation, and I'm not a financial advisor, I'm just thinking with a different hat on, I would rather take out the equity out of the house, buy a piece of land, build up something, right? That's what I would do because... Moments, it depends on the area in though. Hold on, hold on, let me finish. So take out the equity, buy a piece of land, build up something, but be strategic with what you're building, right? Um, And then... Turn, if you want to offload the property, then turn around and offload it because it's not going to cost what you think it's going to cost to build. It's actually way cheaper to build and you can do it the way you want. Yes, I do agree. It depends on where you are, right? Yeah. Go ahead, Andal. Yeah, yeah. You know, definitely depends on where you are. What, what I've seen is, especially coming out of the market where what that was we are coming out of where we saw people were selling their homes 50 60 percent over list price 
because a lot of people were dumping money into assets, you know. Um, so what happened now, the market has come down and a lot of people, like I'm actually, I'm in a deal right now where the guy has listed his home on the market for 343 days and can't sell it, but he already bought something in Texas. <laughs> and so he's at a place where he definitely, definitely needs to sell. And I, I just offer him a lease option to purchase because I know his pain points. He doesn't want to carry two mortgages, all that stuff. But his worst case scenario, he has to rent. So I just offer him a lease option to, to sell uh, on a 36 months. And so those are the things that's happening. You know, uh, people who are buying up there, there's a quite a, quite a creative options that can can, can um, financing option that can actually uh, provide for these people. But no, a lot of people who have sold because they sold and the market has been crazy. They're not finding anywhere to buy, and then the rent has gone up twenty-five to thirty percent. So now they're going to be paying a lot more than what they were paying for a mortgage. And you're right; it's cheaper to build, way cheaper to build. Um, even though material cost is up, still way cheaper to it's build. Still way cheaper. So let me ask yeah. you a question, Andal. <laughs> what is the problem with the property? Why it's so hard for him to offload it? There's nothing wrong with the property. It's a per, it's a great area. Mm -hmm. um, I'm I'm getting it at a discount price because you know the comp in the area is way over. It's way more. Mm -hmm. um, school is about three point five miles. I mean everything is just round. Um, he never listed with a with a realtor. That's number one. Number okay, two, he's, okay. he's a for sale by owner. Um, the, it, it's just because it's moving ready it's just cosmetic stuff like the cabinet needs to be updated and all that stuff and he actually is doing some painting right now just to spruce it up but that's it it's been sitting there for yet yeah, today make, makes 344 days almost a year so um mm -hmm. was an inspection done on the property oh yeah oh yeah a building inspection everything um it's a when i say it's a beautiful home it's, it is a beautiful home okay so when pe have people okay it's a fsob which i strongly um would dissuade people from doing right now um well i, I mean I don't would, for, me, for me as an investor i wouldn't because i love those people because when it doesn't yeah sell, for you but i'm talking to somebody right, else of course, right? <laughs> of course. so what i would recommend sometimes it is worth paying the um realtor for them to do have the headache for you right because yeah, fsobs can become a little sticky right so yeah. um sometimes it is best that you just go ahead agree to the commission split whether it's six percent between the bro the seller and the buyer um whatever okay go ahead and agree to that because it takes a head off headache off of you the other thing is sometimes whatever little nuance there is in the home that can be addressed address it because you would be so surprised that people will walk away from a deal just because the kitchen cabinet looks a little crooked mm -hmm. just because a, a tile looks loose mm -hmm. just because yep. a faucet is not shiny just mm -hmm. because you have in um Kohler versus Moen people walk away from deals just for those little things people mm -hmm. say oh i don't like the front door the color of the front door change it so he needs to have um not necessarily him because you're already stepping in but i yeah. would strongly no, no, recommend I mean to others who are looking to sell your property um pay attention to the small details so give you an example uh there's another deal that i'm actually doing beautiful home everything 
the gate. I love the gate. And the guy was like, yeah, you can have everything in the, uh, you know, everything for the house except the gate. I'm like, what do you mean? He says, the gate was built by my father-in-law who came up from Jamaica and built this gate for my wife as a, as an anniversary present. And we're moving back to Jamaica and he's shipping the gate back to Jamaica. And I'm like, bro, the gate is what attracted me to this, <laughs> to this house. Cause it's a nice big gate. And he's like, nah, it's not for, you know, anybody buying it they won't get the gate i'm like nah, i want it with the gate well that means how badly does he want to sell <laughs> right because one thing people have to and i'm giving out a little nugget here as far as real estate is concerned one thing you can't do is become attached to property 100 percent. you cannot become attached to property you have to be willing to let it go all right that's my nugget all right, let's keep it moving. Supreme Court limits Biden's power to cut emissions. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, EPA, has lost some of its power to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. The landmark ruling by the U.S. Supreme Court represents a major setback to President Joe Biden's climate plans. He called it a devastating decision, but said it would not undermine his effort to tackle the climate crisis. The case against the EPA was brought by West Virginia on behalf of 18 other most, mostly Republican-led states and some of the nation's largest coal companies. They argued that the agency did not have the authority to limit emissions across whole states. These 19 states are, were worried their power sectors would be forced to move away from using coal at a severe economic cost. In another 6-3 ruling. That's the number, folks. 6-3. I'm buying those numbers today. 6-3, In a 6-3 ruling, the court sided with the conservative states and fossil fuel companies, agreeing that the EPA did not have the authority to impose such sweeping measures. The court has not completely prevented the EPA from making these regulations in the future, but says that Congress would have to clearly say it authorizes this power. And Congress has previously rejected the EPA's proposed carbon limiting programs. Environmental groups will be deeply concerned by the outcome, as historically the 19 states that brought the case have made little progress on reducing their emissions. Of course, that is necessary to limit climate change. The states made up 44% of the U.S. emissions in 2018 and since 2000 have only achieved a 7% reduction in their emissions on average. Today's Supreme Court ruling undermines EPA's authority to protect people from climate pollution at a time when all evidence shows we must take action with great urgency. And that's according to Vicki Patton, General Counsel for Environmental Defense Fund. It means President Biden is now relying on a change of policy from these states or a change from Congress. Otherwise, the U.S. is unlikely to achieve its climate targets. And this, we know, is a significant loss for the president who entered office on a pledge to ramp up U.S. efforts on the environment and climate. On his first day in office, he re-entered the country into the Paris Agreement, the first legally binding universal agreement on climate change targets. And he committed the country to reducing its greenhouse gas emissions by 52% by 2030 against 2005 levels. 
while this decision risks damaging our nation's ability to keep our air clean and to combat climate change, I will not relent in using my lawful authorities to protect public health and tackle the climate crisis, Biden said. The outcome of this case will be noted by governments around the world as it will affect global efforts to tackle climate change. The U.S. accounts for nearly 14% of the world's greenhouse gas emissions. There you go, Sinet. Well, Sinet probably had to step up. Yeah. I'm here, yeah. Oh, yeah. you're here, you're here? Okay, good, good. Yeah. 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 You can see me multitasking. <laughs> I was quite a bit in the beginning um, because I was like, okay, what is going on? And so are we still in the accord with France and the other countries to try to end where, um I'm sorry, that's a question that I should ask because you have to go do research and that's not fair to you. Um, <laughs> we signed an agreement during the Obama administration with France and some other European Union countries and some other countries as well to try to um, abate climate change and, and global warming, right? Yes. When um, Agent Orange Story 45 came in, he erased it. Yes. I do not know. I believe that President Biden went back in the accord once he became president. So we're looking like idiots. Yeah. Were, like you said in the last line, because here's a country who's in an accord to um, to fight for our our, age, our government, and not for, excuse me, for the world on climate change. And we have our highest court in the nation now telling everyone we don't have to do this. Let the state handle it. Let the companies handle it. That doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So here we are again. And um, hopefully this will come to an end. And hopefully President Biden can do something about it. And if not, Congress will. Yes. Fingers crossed. And yeah, that's where I am for now. Yeah. I just arrived in the office. <laughs> right, I'll talk to you also. Thank you so much, Sanat. Yeah. So... Agent Orange 45, according to Sadat, is getting his way pr- pretty much. Well, guess what? The 6-3. Yeah. I think we all know what we mean when we... So anytime we say 6-3 now, we know what that means, right? The 6-3. Yeah. All right. Um, let's just go ahead and jump into sports news because at the top of the hour, we do have the Friday Mix Summer Party Series courtesy of Mad Lebron. Sports news. Trial of WNBA star Brittany Griner begins in Russia today. I wonder what's going to happen. So the trial of the United States professional basketball player Brittany Griner, who was arrested in Russia in February after authorities found vape cartridges containing hashish oil in her luggage, has begun in Moscow. Griner, a Women's National Basketball Association All-Star and two-time Olympic gold medalist, arrived at a courtroom on the outskirts of the Russian capital today for the trial, in which she faces up to 10 years in prison. Arriving at Kimki City Court in handcuffs, the 31-year-old athlete wore a T-shirt showing a guitar icon, Jimi Hendrix, and was accompanied by three people. U.S. Embassy staff attended the proceedings. Cameras were not permitted in the court. The U.S. State Department has labeled Griner wrongfully detained and is negotiating for her release amid tanked relations with Russia in the wake of its invasion of Ukraine. Griner's arrest came just days before Russian President Vladimir Putin 
ordered troops into the neighboring country on February 24. On Friday, Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov denied the case was politically motivated. I can only operate with known facts, and the facts indicate that the eminent athlete was detained with illegal drugs that contained narcotic substances. These are articles. There are articles in Russian legislation that provide for punishment for such crimes, he told reporters. But only the court can pass a verdict. Griner's detention has prompted concerns that Moscow could use the athlete to seek the release of a high-profile Russian in U.S. custody, with Senator Tim Kaine warning the forward for the Phoenix Mercury could be used as a negotiating chip. Some of Griner's supporters have called on the U.S. to offer such a swap. High-profile figures across the sports world have also called for Griner's release, with NBA players wearing T-shirts that say, we are BG at some games. WNBA players who are paid considerably less than their male counterparts are often offered lucrative contracts by the Russian Women's Basketball Premier League to play during the U.S. offseason. Some have now left the Russian League amid Griner's detention and Russia's military intervention in Ukraine. U.S. officials say Griner is one of two citizens wrongfully detained by Russia Paul Whelan, a former U.S. Marine, has been held in Russia since 2018 after being convicted of spying. He has denied the allegation. I'm hoping we can have an update before 12. What time is it in Russia? I don't even know. Um, hoping, though, that we can have some kind of update to this because by now they the case should have been heard i'm jumping on cnn while i'm talking so bear with me uh, let me see nothing yet i'm looking at cnn nothing yet nothing yet no no updates yet so we're still waiting to see what's gonna happen with her they're not gonna let her go i don't think so either that's a bargaining chip right now they're not letting her go i feel so too I honestly feel that way. I'm sorry, but I do feel that way. Yeah, unfortunately. <sighs> I know she's probably saying, I wish I never had. I wish it was a shoulda, coulda, woulda done something else. I know that's, you know, that that, that is what would be going through my mind if I were in her position, not going to lie. Um... 10 years is a long time. By the time she gets out, her career is over, right? As as far as being a player, because she's, what, 31? What, how old is she? 31? Uh, yeah, she's 31, 41. She won't be able to play anymore, so she'll have to go into either administration or coaching or something. Uh, really unfortunate. We have to be very cognizant when we travel these days, especially out of the country, of what we have in our luggage. Yeah. Yeah. You're right, Javette. Go on the websites for the other countries. Um, what, what category would it fall under? Oh, my gosh. There's, I, I, it was on the tip of my tongue, and I lost it. But you would go there and you would check to see what are the do's and don'ts before entering into that person's country. Yeah, so sorry. Um, well, we're going to go ahead and kick off the Friday mix a little earlier. Coming up after that, you're going to have the Caribbean Corner. 
and more. So thank you to Mad Libran for his submission for the Friday Mix Summer Party Series. And we're going to just, it's another take it easy vibe. You know, we're, we're, we're getting ready for the weekend. Unwinding. Of our generation. It's your boy Drizzy Drake. This Drake. is Rihanna. It's a little Chico Pitbull. I'm Nicki Minaj. Yeah, this is Usher. It's your boy Flo Rida. And you're checking out. John O Radio. John O Radio. Eight, seven, six, five, four, Greeting Earthlings, we have now taken over your radio. That's right, greetings, greetings, beautiful people. Welcome inside Coffin to the Friday Mix Summer Party Series. A music player, Mad Libran, in the building. For the next 50 minutes, taking over your radio. Let's go. No long grammar, excuse me, sexy mama. Was the plan for this summer? Lagos, Kampala, Ghana, Panama. When it seems so hard, I'm a making scammer. Still keep it bad like Tony Montana. Me, I lose up my mind when you grind slowly. Mad me, I'm mad when you wait for me. Hey, baby, what you looking for? Girl, I got it right here. What you searching for? I just can't wait for you to bring your body, yeah. Bring your body, yeah. Yeah, just bring your body, yeah. We wanna rock your body, yeah. Bring your body, yeah. Bring your body, yeah. Yeah, just bring your body, yeah. We wanna rock your body, yeah. I be the things say I don't see the one way sexy pass. I 
Give you love 
Big a big moment, so only give me 15 minutes. That's my time. Coffee into Friday, make summer party series every Friday, right here. Coffee into yeah, give thanks a moments for the opportunity. We're out. Drizzy Drake. This Drake. is Rihanna. Tell your Chico Pitbull. I'm Nicki Minaj. Yeah, this is Usher. Your boy Flo Rida. And you check it out. John O Radio. John O Radio. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Madly would appreciate that. Easy mix. Blends right in with the vibe we have for today. Appreciate it. Thank you. Can you speak? Okay, he's flashing his mic. <laughs> yeah, it was a vibe. I enjoyed it. So, of course, that goes on my um, playlist to be able to jam to during the week as well. So, appreciate it. I hope everyone enjoyed it, you know, and, yeah, just calm down and take deep breaths. And because this week has been a trying one. The past couple of weeks have been. But thank you for good music. We're able to, you know, realign, press that reset button on ourselves. Thank you once again, 
Mad Libran. Don't forget to check him out on um he's here on Clubhouse all the time. I think tomorrow you have a room tomorrow, Mad Libran. Am I not right? Yes, uh tomorrow, four thirty PM. All right. Musical extravaganza. Yeah. Come true. Yeah, so let's support him tomorrow, right here on Clubhouse, four thirty PM. The Mad Musical Extravaganza, M-M-E. And also follow him on Instagram, Mad Libran Inc. All right. Thank you so much again. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. And now it is time for Caribbean Corner. Give up the chopper life. It's not working. It's not working. It's not working. A Jamaican gets five years for scamming elderly woman of nearly U.S. $1 million. A Jamaican man has been sentenced to just over five years in U.S. federal prison for scamming an elderly woman of nearly U.S. $1 million. The man, DJ Jobs, Dobson, who is from Trelawney, was also ordered to pay U.S. $881,477.41 in restitution for his role in the lottery scheme that targeted the Estes Park, Colorado woman. The United States Attorney's Office for the District of Colorado announced the 63-month sentence on Thursday, which should be followed by three years of supervised release. It also said Dobson was extradited from Jamaica. According to court documents, Dobson and another Jamaican, Leonard Luton, conspired to convince an elderly victim that she had won a U.S. $2.8 million lottery and a Mercedes-Benz, but needed to pay thousands of dollars in fees to receive her winnings. In total, the victim was scanned out of more than $970,000. Okay, I have a couple words for the victim too. During the scam, Dobson instructed the victim to mail packages of cash and cashier's checks in addition to six iPhones to the addresses of Luton's friends. Dobson reportedly called the victim hundreds of times, grooming her to convince her to carry out his instructions. On two occasions, according to court documents, at Dobson's direction, Luton made trips to the elderly woman's home in Estes Park to pick up packages of cash. The release from the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Colorado said during the first trip in October 2018, one of Luton's co-conspirators went to the victim's door at 1.30 a.m., identified himself as an FBI agent, showed her a fake FBI badge, and directed her to hand over a package containing $65,000 U.S. in cash. On the second trip in January 2019, however, Luton was arrested at the victim's residence when he arrived to pick up more cash. The release said upon his arrest, he had one of the iPhones purchased by the victim. United States District Court Judge Christine Mr. Arguello sentenced Dobson on June 29, 2022. He pleaded guilty on March 24, 2022 to one count of conspiracy to commit mail fraud. The court also entered an order of forfeiture 
in the amount of US 881,000 plus and imposed a $100 special assessment fee. These fraudsters took advantage of one of our community's most vulnerable victims, said US Attorney Cole Finnegan. We want to make it clear individuals who prey on the elderly will be held accountable. Scammers often prey on elderly individuals who might be embarrassed and reluctant to come forward. In this case, by the time legitimate law enforcement was notified, the victim was defrauded of almost $1 million. But here's the thing. Lady. Lady. You deserve to get scammed. You win a mercedes benz and you think the benz really value nine hundred thousand dollar really plus the money really somebody shows up at your house 1 30 in the morning and tells you to hand over the package uh really you deserve to get scammed sorry Sorry, not sorry. Uh, red flag must go off at you at some point. At some point. I'm not saying it's not easy to get scammed or duped out of something. I'm not saying it's not easy. But all these calls, and the more you give, the more is demanded. Something and say, whoa, hold on. I can go, go buy a Benz. I mean, I'm looking forward to getting an AMG 60, G63 silver black interior real soon. I don't know where it's coming from, but I know it's coming. But what? That's going to run me, what, a hundred and something thousand dollars that I don't have. So I'm still waiting for my husband to go buy the lottery ticket so we can get scratching. But on a serious note, you can take, she could take $150,000 and go get a G-Wagon. She could go get a, a, a um, what you call it? s63 you notice i love the amgs don't ask i have a need for speed so um she could go get a c-class 30 something thousand basic she could get something for 50 thousand really woman lady they have a saying in jamaica you catch a fool you carry my little further he caught you they caught you now to the chopper them for a chop stop chopping it's a matter of time before you you yourself get chopped down and then back to the victim sorry <laughs> she didn't kind of find it odd that she was asked to mail packages of cash and cashier's checks and six iphones they collect two million dollars. I'm sorry. Oh Lord. You know what song is going through my head. Yes, Miss Jenna, I'm still committing criminal activity. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm laughing. It's funny, but it's not funny um yeah yeah i'm very specific right so that very specific <laughs> must be she said silver black interior and there was some other part i was like wow you know all the specs for the car yes wow. marlon can tell you i know what i want 
the first time I saw a G-Wagon um, and fell in love with a G-Wagon, I'll never forget. I was in high school, got home, and saw a white one parked up in our garage. I was like, okay, we got a new vehicle. It wasn't ours. It wasn't ours. It was a family member's own, though. A family member by marriage. It was their own white, um, black interior, too. Yeah, fell in love with it. I was like, oh, and I've been hooked on them ever since. And it's my dream to own one one day. But it has to be silver, so that must be silver. I hear you, ma'am. Marlon, don't bring anything but silver, okay? Uh, can I can I tell y'all, I don't know what a G-Wagon is. I'm going to send you a picture. It's a boxy car. Oh, did I say that loud? Ooh. Yes, it is a boxy car. You're right. It's it's the shape of a box. Um, it's an SUV. Um, and I only want mine to be able to seat four people, no more than four people. Yes. Yeah, so in the back seat, make sure that little seat in the middle is uh center console. I don't need any more than four people in the vehicle. Thank you. What is that? It? It, it looks a like a, it's a Mercedes it Benz. It's a Mercedes Benz. Oh, like the thing that looked like Herman wagon. Monster car? Yes. <laughs> and I need it to be raised up because, you know, I'm short. I like to be able to, if I'm in traffic, I like to be able to see above people. It makes me feel, you know, better. <laughs> it's that Napoleon syndrome kicking in when you're five, two and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah. But should we really feel sorry for her? For not having the common sense to realize something is amiss here partly greed moments because if she have that much money to shell out she has money she have money yeah so she, she just greedy she just want she distracted by the two million clearly greedy and stupidity you know i saw a video was it on IG or TikTok? Was it yesterday or the day before? I can't remember which one, but whatever, that's irrelevant. But I, the thing is, I saw it where they were speaking to some Jamaicans on the streets of Jamaica. And them said the people them deserve to get chopped because they're too greedy. Them said the people them who wanted the chopping not do nothing wrong. <laughs> because you didn't have to send them the money. You choose, they didn't force you to send them the money. You choose to send them the money. So you have to accept some of the responsibility. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, Babsy Grange says reggae music is among um, Jamaica's most significant gifts to the world. Is Babsy aging? She's not aging. She looks the same. Wow. Whatever you're doing, Babsy, send on the recipe, please. Minister of Culture. What's, uh, what's that? I'm sorry. What's her name? Second so look her up. I don't know who you're talking about. Senator um, Olivia Grange. I call her Babsy Grange. I'm so sorry. I should not have done that. No, I don't know who she is. <laughs> Olivia yeah. Grange. She's the Minister of Culture, Gender, and Entertainment. Oh, let me say it right. Minister of Culture, Gender, Entertainment, and Sport. Olivia Grange, popularly known as Babsy Grange. Good looking woman. Yes. Yes. 
Minister of Culture, Gender, Entertainment and Sport Olivia Grange has said that reggae music is among Jamaica's most significant gifts to the world. She commented on it in a message to mark International Reggae Day 2022. It has been demonstrated time and time again the power of our music to inspire and uplift, and it is known globally as a powerful force to unite people across borders, generations and cultures as we observe and celebrate international reggae day i salute all of our artists musicians songwriters management producers promoters educators and other practitioners who have established the music music at home and abroad you have made reggae music popular worldwide and placed its center of brand jamaica I salute Andrea Davis, whose idea it was to celebrate July 1st as International Reggae Day 28 years ago. As we mark our Diamond Jubilee year under the theme Jamaica 60, reigniting a nation for greatness, I say happy International Reggae Day. Yep. Earlier this year, Loop News journeyed to Linstead, St. Catherine, as well as Gordontown Road and Collins Green Avenue in St. Andrew, to ask people to sing a reggae song, capturing various renditions. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> this next story, I I found the article, right? Okay, hold on. Let me see. I have a message here. Yeah, I'm in the same boat, O'Neill. I found the article. And I remember yesterday when O'Neill brought it up, I said, don't worry, we have it for tomorrow. Now, tomorrow is upon us, which is today. I can't find the article anywhere. And where I thought I found it, I've been blocked. <laughs> them block me, people. They block me. But anyway, 25% of Jamaican fathers raising a jacket. So um, was the closest thing I could find to it. Andrew Holness has a lot of women in an uproar in Jamaica. And has the men said, yes, <laughs> a long time we need this. So, I watched the video on TikTok. Listen, US, FCC, please don't let them take TikTok away from us because I need it. It's my remedy. It's my medicine. So, a Jamaican lady is re- doing a skit and she's like, she says, I do all this a pure problem. Yeah, put me in there. Come off me. Good, 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 good baby father. Yeah, go make my baby father left me because yeah, go talk about paternity test. <laughs> and she's like, the real baby father, I'm what list I need this a baby father. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. So what's happening right now? And I'm trying to keep a straight face. What's happening right now is that a lot of women are concerned because um Andrew Holness, the Prime Minister of Jamaica, is calling for DNA tests to be done before fathers' names are added to birth certificates, right? And of course, the men are saying, yes, yes, so them can stop giving a full suit of clothes to wear. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm really trying to hold it together here. How do we feel about that, though? Do we feel that they need to institute DNA testing to see to it that the right fathers are getting the children? Or is that something they should leave alone? I, I posted a link. I hope it's the right one. 
Okay. I found this in uh, Caribbean National Weekly. Yeah, I, I have this one. Yeah. Right it's not, okay. the, this is an older one. It's from November 2021, oh. but we can work with this one, right? We can okay. work with this one tonight. So thank you for posting that up. Appreciate it. Because it says that 25% of Jamaican men have been a victim of paternity fraud at least once. Yeah. So I know that there have been many revelations when it comes to the filing of children because you know they have to do DNA testing. Well, so I've been told that DNA testing has to be done, right? And that is when it's come to light that um, you are not the father. So Maury is actually going to be in Jamaica. Not the real Maury. I'm just saying the show. We're going to have a lot of people going crazy, running up and down. What am I going to do? What am I going to do now, Father? What am I going to do? And I can just hear the crowd. Lord Jesus, I want to spam me. What am I going to tell the man? Say, no, what am I going to do? <laughs> I honestly don't see anything wrong with it. With them. With which part? With, with, yeah, what, what part, Javette? With them doing it, instituting it, or... Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with them instituting it. I don't either. I really don't. Because I think it is grossly unfair for you to give another man a child that's not his. I don't agree with that. Be forthcoming. If you know you're sleeping with another man, have the conversation with the man you're with. Let that man make the decision. Go ahead, naturalist. All right. You know, <laughs> Go ahead. What's up, but someone deserves someone deserve to wear a jacket still. <laughs> <laughs> you see a full suit? <laughs> yeah, so, someone didn't deserve it. Um, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about this because I really believe that the government have better things to do with the money than getting involved in somebody's on domestic affair. I mean, I can see if, if, they're, if they have to do something that is uh, governmental where they need, they need to prove paternity, then they should go ahead and do it. But from the hospital, I don't, I don't see it's, it's going to benefit anybody really and truly. I don't know. It's just, it's just to me. I don't find better, better things to do. So, <laughs> I see where you're coming from, um, naturalist. Go I ahead, Javette. Go ahead. I think that this will squash the question of this is not my baby, how some people get after the baby is born and get it out of the way. Mm -hmm. Y'all can go straight to the courts, get the paperwork of who's going to help with the, with um, raising the baby, and then you're done with it. Yeah. You don't have to be waiting years and years and years. My sister-in-law has been waiting years for her husband okay, to provide money for his four girls in mm. Jamaica. He just keep, and it's her husband, it's his children, <laughs> okay? There's no question about it. And it's Ooh. years now, these babies are now starting college <laughs> and still he not helping with no money. I'm going to say this, Javette. 
I am so grateful for my husband. So grateful. My two older sons, they're like his. That's all I'm going to say. He, you would think they're his biologically. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say on that matter. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is this. There are some men who are okay with taking care of other people's children. There are some men who are better at taking care of other people's children than the real fathers are. But what I'm going to say is if you're in a relationship where you're sleeping with more than one man, have the decency, common courtesy to let the man know, hey, I'm pregnant, but I'm not sure if it's yours. Don't impose it on him. Don't do that to him. Because you're, at some point it is going to come to light, whether now or later on down the road. Don't do it to trap a man because the man is a good man. You're going to lose him in the long run. Let him decide if he wants to be with you, yes or no. Let him decide that. Now, I understand from the legal aspect of it, while Jamaicans may continue to see the humor in get, giving or getting a jacket, the offense remains a serious matter in court. A woman who knowingly names the wrong man as her child's father on the birth certificate is seen as committing a breach of the Registration Births and Deaths Act. For this offense, she can be charged and mandated to pay a fine not exceeding $250,000 or face imprisonment for a term not exceeding three months if found guilty. Paternity fraud has been the second leading cause of murder-suicide among intimate partners in Jamaica. If you increase the triggers of sensitivities around paternity fraud, you will consequently increase the level of violence. There has been a lot of domestic abuse because of it. Somebody will get chopped because of this. Now, while I will agree with the naturalists that the government does have other things to do with the money, what I would say is enforce it, but let it be at the expense of the people who are having the, having the picnic, having the child. Let it be at their expense, not the expense of the taxpayers of the country. The taxpayers weren't in the bedroom, were, were not in the bedroom with your counting strokes or wherever you were. And yes, as a taxpayer in Jamaica, I wasn't there. I wasn't counting stroke with you. I was not involved in the process. I don't see why I should be involved in helping you determine who the father is. That's a private matter that you need to fund privately, not my money. Sorry. I'm already paying for you to have the baby in the hospital at Kingston Jubilee or, or what do you call it? Victoria Jubilee. I'm already paying for that. So I must pay for you to figure out who. Listen, put a name in a hat and draw, the hat, draw a name and pray says that one. Just bring the child to the granny. And she says, son, grandson, no grandson. That's your grandson.
you know how many times people were men men were told that that child is not yours and them just sit up and see him for years all of a sudden they want to have compassion for them mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah sorry. it's true if i feel i feel if i not feel i not feel and um i'm sorry to have to side with the men on this one ladies but we need to do better do better it's making us look bad we sit here and we call men dogs for sleeping with more than one woman at the same time right we dog them out for it and i cheat for me and this and that time have homo chuman and blase 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 but we don't like when they turn back at us and call us another name right Have the conversation. It might hurt. And yes, you might lose a good baby father who is not the real baby father. But at least there is peace. And that child will not grow up in confusion. Can you imagine now? Child going along. Thinking the man is his father. Father thinking the child is his. And something comes up. Need a blood transfusion. Need to file for Garfarin, something. Need to prove to be able to get an S- access to an estate. Whatever. But can you imagine how devastating it will be, not just for the man, but the child as well? I don't think, we're not thinking, we're being selfish in our actions. Only thinking about covering up our perils and our evils not thinking about the repercussions that are going to come guaranteed down the road. Do better. Do better is all I'm going to say on that matter. Do better. In Latin America, Biden can and remain in Mexico policy U.S. Supreme Court rules. The U.S. Supreme Court has ruled that the administration of President Joe Biden properly ended a Trump-era policy that forced some asylum seekers to wait in Mexico for their United States immigration hearings. The top court justices issued a 5-4 to four decision on Thursday in a case that centered on the Migrant Protection Protocols, MPP, commonly referred to as Remain in Mexico a policy first instituted under former President Donald Trump. Chief Justice John Roberts wrote the decision and was joined by fellow conservative Justice Brett Kavanaugh, as well as the court's three liberal justices, Stephen Breyer, Sonia Sotomayor, and Elena Kagan. Biden suspended MPP on his first day in office in January 2021. But... Lower courts ordered it reinstated in response to a lawsuit from the Republican-led states of Texas and Missouri. Still, the current administration has sent far fewer people back to Mexico than the Trump administration. The heart of the legal fight was about whether immigration authorities, with far less detention capacity than needed, had to send people to Mexico or whether they had the discretion under federal law to release asylum into the U.S., well, asylum seekers, I should be clear on that, into the U.S. while they awaited their hearings. About 70,000 people were enrolled in the program after Trump launched it in 2019 and made it a centerpiece of efforts to deter asylum seekers. 
After Biden's suspension of the program, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas ended it in June 2021. But two months later, a federal district court in Texas ordered the Biden administration to reinstate the scheme. An appeals court later upheld that decision. The program resumed in December, but barely 3,000 migrants had enrolled by the end of March during a period when authorities stopped migrants about 700,000 times at the U.S.-Mexico border. Democratic-led states and progressive groups were on the administration side, while Republican-run states and conservative groups sided with Texas and Missouri. Immigration advocacy groups have decried the push to send asylum seekers to Mexico as cruel and inhumane. Asylum seekers have been subjected to violence, kidnappings, and rape in dangerous cartel-controlled Mexican border towns, where many were forced to wait in squalid camps for months and even years for their hearings in the U.S. While the top court ruled that revoking the Trump-era policy did not violate immigration law, it sent the case back to the district court to assess whether the Biden administration's move was consistent with administrative law. The ACLU, American Civil Liberties Union, a civil rights advocacy group, welcomed the court's decision on Thursday. The Supreme Court was right to reject the spurious argument that this cruel policy is statutorily required. That's according to Judy Rabinovitz, special counsel with the ACLU's Immigrants' Rights Project. While, as noted in the decision, the case will return to the district court, the Biden administration can and should move forward swiftly to finally terminate Remain in Mexico for good, a result that has been long and unjustly delayed. Why is it? I don't know if it's me. Probably it's just me. Yeah, I want to think it's just me. But why is it that everything that Biden did or wants to do, it's either drawn out, dragged out, not done, I don't know. Because here it is that the, the um, whatchamacallit, the Supreme Court is saying that Biden can end the Remain in Mexico policy. So what's the problem? Why hasn't it been ended then? I don't understand. And I'm saying if the Supreme Court, and I'm saying the Supreme Court, I'm, 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 I'm taking their word because they seem to be the, the law of the land. They, they are the ones right now dictating what happens in this country, right? So if they're saying that he can end it, why hasn't it been ended? Now, my other question is this. And I understand that, you know, very easily it can be said that it is not the role of those working at the border to inform the immigrants or the refugees um, as to the process. It's not their job. Their job is to keep them out, right? Or to process them accordingly. It's not their job to tell them the, the, the process to follow. I, I understand that argument that can be presented. I get that. But why don't you have people there who will explain to them, interpret the laws to them so that they can follow suit, act accordingly, fall in line, whatever. I'm just thinking. I don't know. I don't know. 
But my thing is this, Biden, if it can be ended, please end it. Because for people to be suffering after having suffered the journey to get to the border and then continue to be um, targeted, that is inhumane if you ask me. Yeah. And believe it or not, news. Now, this is just some mess. <laughs> Alleged threesome between Carnival cruise ship passengers sparks a 60-person brawl. <laughs> a WWE-style brawl broke out aboard the Carnival Magic Cruise. Please, um, Marlon, you're booking a cruise? Don't ever put me on a Carnival Cruise, lad. I'm just saying that. A WWE-style brawl broke out aboard the Carnival Magic cruise ship earlier this week over cheating allegations, and it was caught on tape. Eyewitness Teresa James, who was also aboard the ship, told Fox News the fight began after an alleged threesome between passengers enraged their significant others. James told the outlet, James, were you there? James told the outlet the fight broke out just before 2 a.m. at the ship's nightclub and an estimated 60 people were involved. No serious injuries were reported. However, the witness said bottles were broken and a woman may have been cut. Following the incident, U.S. Coast Guard escorted the cruise ship to dock in Manhattan and NYPD opened an, an investigation. Security on board the boat attempted to de-escalate the situation and subsequently called for the Coast Guard. The Coast Guard escorted the cruise ship to Pier 88, confines of the MTN precinct. Uniformed personnel and traffic agents met the ship and the ship disembarked passengers without further incident. Carnival later released a statement referring to the brawl as an altercation. Last night, while Carnival Magic was returning to New York, several guests were involved in an altercation in nightclub. Thankfully, no serious injuries, injuries were reported, and our onboard security team intervened. The ship arrived as scheduled this morning, and shoreside law enforcement authorities were notified and met the ship to interview suspects and witnesses to conduct an investigation. No arrests have been made. But how can a threesome turn out into a brawl with 60 people. <laughs> You're not vetting the people you're having threesomes with? <laughs> no, man, those, those other folks were, were they were um, jealous, they weren't invited. I want to spoil the people them good things. Them good, good things. Wow, I didn't realize a threesome could stir up all of that. Oh my. <laughs> you know, but growing up, my my impression of ships were always like this one big um sex tree atmosphere. You go on a ship and you know, just sneak the rooms and all these things. Yeah, that was my impression. I'm pretty sure it does happen that it way. Happens. Yeah. Well I'm going on, I'm going on the Barry's cruise and nothing happening. <laughs> <laughs> just don't get drunk. Oh, and drink like that, so I'm good to go. <laughs> Let me say this, naturalist. There are some things or some places, right? For example, cruise ships, yeah, it happens there. Dominican Republic, it happens there. Uh, you're going to um, Cuba, it will happen there. You're going to Brazil, oh, it sure will happen there. So 
you can't go to these places with your panties all in a bunch. You know, let your inhibitions down. If this is not the lifestyle for you, have that conversation with your partner. Hey, listen, I don't want to be involved in this. I don't want this going on. This is not what I choose. Yeah, but don't create a scene because... <laughs> Don't create a scene because you probably didn't agree with the threesome. There are a lot of people who are living in unfulfilled relationships um, and want to carry out their fantasies on a vacation. And then when they get back home, it's back to normal. Yeah, but anyway. Um, a, this next story is courtesy of the Jamaica Star. A university graduate turns porn star. A 26-year-old university graduate said that leaving his trashy call center job to do pornography was one of the best decisions he has ever made. I have been in the industry since 2019, right before COVID hit. Before that, I was working at a call center, which is a trashy job, said Shanari. <laughs> Catch the name squirt king white who claims that he is now making big bucks as a result of his career changing move i cannot refer to him as that name okay shanari who said that he studied marketing and economics at the university of the west indies mona told the weekend star that after much research he concluded that having sex was a good business venture he has amassed more than 170 million views on a popular porn site he said that practitioners, oh, that's the name for it, practitioners. I like that name. Practitioners can make up to U.S. 1,500, approximately 224,000 Jamaican dollars daily once their videos are trending. The market does not decrease. It only increases. And I have good sexual capabilities. So I applied it and I just made some videos. The videos then start having earnings and it grows and it grows and that motivates me. That's what he said, right? The businesses that are booming these days are agriculture, real estate, and porn. I kid you not. What I'm earning now will not be what a newbie will earn. You can start off with $100 daily, and if your videos are trending, you can make $1,500. Once you are doing good on camera, they're going to come back. Consistency. See, he knows, the, he knows what to do. Consistency is everything, and the business of porn is profitable once you treat it like a job and know what you are doing. He said, in the process of establishing, he's in the process of establishing his own site. He said that his inbox has been flooded with inquiries since he made a call for actors, photographers, and videographers for casting. There are a lot more males than females applying, but the females are more serious. The males just want to have sex. We are accepting anyone between the ages of 18 to 99 because granny porn is good, he said. I have applications from persons working in the corporate world and even thugs who claim that they don't eat, which I find highly weird, but they will eventually eat because a lot of hot girls are going to be on the set. You don't have to shoot or scam, just do porn. The porn star said he has two sons, but they are unaware of what he does for a living and he intends to keep it that way. I monitor what they're watching. I never get exposed to porn when I was growing up as I have really good parents, but I'm just me. 
My parents are awesome and are very supportive of me as they are business persons. And what I'm doing is a business venture. My parents see the progression as I have graduated from living with them to having my own place. And once your child is progressing in a positive way and legally, you're not going to have a problem as a parent, he said. Um, so for those of us who were interested, he's opening he has opened the gates from 18 to 99. Um, yeah, it's an honest living. I'm not going to knock your hustle, young man. I really am not going to knock your hustle. In Jamaica, is uh, prostitution legal? I don't, I don't think it's legal, but this is not prostitution. That's a no, I'm just asking in, gen in, in general. I think it's I mean, illegal. I've always believed that if you want to sell your damn body and whatever you want to do with it, it's your body. I don't think government should come in and say that you cannot sell your body for five or for ten dollars. You know, that's, that's that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> a lot of baptized <laughs> blacks going happen. But um, I'm not knocking his hustle. And actually, I applaud him for not turning to crime. I'd rather him do this. Uh, you know, yes, people are going to say, oh, but you say you're a Christian. Yes, I am. But I'd rather, if I have to pick the evils, I'd rather him do this than point a gun at somebody, break into someone's home, scam anybody, kill anybody i'd really rather him do this it's an honest living quite frankly it's posted up on a website and he's getting paid legally legitimately only god can judge you young man i have nothing to say right um yeah <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to look him up. I wonder which website I can find him. I, I'm, I'm going to have to rate his skills, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's Friday, folks. It is Friday. Yeah. Ah, and how fitting is this song? say thank you to all our listeners logged on to qmzradio.com channelradio.com and everyone here with me on clubhouse thank you so much for joining me for coffee and tall world news on the go every monday through friday 9 a.m to 12 p.m eastern where i read the news and we share our views always great conversation shared views varying opinions and interesting perspectives don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, on Instagram Moments with Me Media. Like, share, comment, and click on that notification bell. And here's what's coming up later on today on JanoRadio.com. Tune in to Mixmaster Kavan for Wanted Fridays at 7 p.m. Eastern. And of course, check out DJ Naturalist this weekend as well on Sunday for Naturalist Live. Well, it's classic Sundays, really, and then Naturalist Live on Monday. Better lane, let us
Mad Libra, and I have to say a big thank you once again for submitting your set for the Friday Mix. Want to wish everyone a wonderful weekend, whatever you do, wherever you go, please be safe. It's a long weekend for us here in the U.S. Fourth of July weekend. We will be back Tuesday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern. QMZRadio.com and JohnnoRadio.com. We're going to allow the sounds of Cyrus Hammond or Feature Friday artist to close us out today. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Jano Radio. Jano Radio. We are we are we are online 24-7. We, 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 we hope you enjoyed the show. Bye-bye.